What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the High Performance Agents Podcast. My name is Taj Howell. I'm an IFBB pro. I'm a peak performance expert. I'm a real estate investor, and I've helped countless agents get in the best shape of their lives, elevate their mindsets to never before seen levels, and ultimately increase their GCI production and performance overall. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Now, I'm back again today for our Friday segment with Mr. Paul Ritsuna. Super excited to have him here again today. We're going to be discussing the power of no. Paul, as always, why don't you just give us a two-second refresher on who it is that you are, where you come from, give us a little insight about Keeler Family Realtors, and what we're going to be talking about today. Cool. So, yeah, I'm, again, Paul Ritsuna. I'm the broker owner of Keeler Family Realtors out of, uh, basically out of Concord, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm here for the weekly uh, HPA uh, talk here, and I'm going to be talking about the power of no. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, right. man. So power of no. Yeah. I have there's a couple of things when when Paul told me this uh this topic idea, there was a couple of things that came to my mind. So what I want to do is I want you to give us quick understanding because I know you think I think you have two parts that you want to talk about. So why don't you talk about part no, number one right now? Right. And we'll so, get into that. Sure. So the first thing people typically think of when they think of the power, like when they think of no, they think of themselves saying no. Right. What I first want to talk about is when other people tell tell you no. Right. right. We're in, I yep. mean, we're in sales. I mean, uh, or, uh, if you're in real estate, you're in sales and, you know, yep. uh, you are selling a, a service to get people to, you know, join and do stuff. So in a way you're, you got to sell yourself and people right. are going to tell you no. And it's, you know, what does that mean? How do you react to it? Um, mm -hmm. How do you take that? Um, a lot of people, you know, go right to a kind of a negative omega mindset when somebody says no. Oh, right. you don't want my services or, you know, I'm not good enough. Some people beat themselves up and say, yep. I'm not good enough, this and that. Yep. Well, there's a big, there's a large uh, uh, power when people tell you no. It give, it actually provides you with a lot of information, right? Yep. If you stop and reflect on it, well, you know, it's a it's very clear indication when somebody says flat out yes or flat out no, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the first thing, first and foremost is, you know, I personally think you should value yourself high enough that people will actually say no. Right. Right. So if you're undervaluing yourself and everybody's saying yes, you know, you're not necessarily going to be able to expand and figure out what you can do better because everybody's just saying yes to you. Right. So if people right. say no, you, you instantly know that there's there's a fence there somewhere. And mm -hmm. now the next step is not to just run away after somebody says no is, you know, you should ask, you know, if you don't mind me asking, you know, why did you decide to go with somebody else or, you know, um, you know, what made you decide to say no? Right. Now you're trying to get on his feedback, which allows you to progress forward. Right. right? So, right. you know, an example I was talking about the other day is like, so in the behavior world, uh, you know, when you're working with uh, people with behavioral issues, they typically try to find the fence, right? When in the fences, how far can they go until somebody says no to them? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that's kind of a negative thing because they're trying to like, okay, I'm going to slide this plant off the, edge a little bit and a little bit will they let me just slide it off and break it right right like right. at what point are they going to put a fence in front of me and stop me right? right so on the flip side in sales or in a positive note it's okay well how much service can i provide or how can i you know relay information to make my fence larger right you don't want to be in a tiny right. little fenced in yard you want a giant pasture to roam in so by having somebody say no you found a fence okay mm -hmm. how can i find a positive constructive way 
to move those fences even farther. Now, right. you might not get that fail right there, but you should learn something from that no and become yeah. kind of okay with no. It's, if you're in sales, you're not nobody that I've ever heard of ever bats 100% here. No, yeah, no one ever gets all yeses. And you know what's funny is uh, just to provide some proof to what Paul is saying, there was one no that I got that made me revamp the enti my entire sales call uh, because I just, I, I just like, he, he ripped it apart. <laughs> there was this one time it was about, I think maybe a year and a half ago, I did a sales call with someone from LinkedIn and usually LinkedIn leads are very professional, very cut and dry, very to the point. They don't want to waste anybody's effing time. Right. And I remember this person, I, I, I went on, I would, I did my sales call with them, my usual one that had worked in the past. I wasn't the greatest back then, but you know, it had worked in the past. And I, I knew for certain that this guy was going to join because him and I, his energy was like simpatico. It was, it all seemed like it was all going to work really well. And then at the end, the energy just started shifting and he started fading away and getting more distance and more distance as I went through my pitch. And when I went back and listened to the pitch, like, cause I record them usually and listen to them. When I went back and listened to it, I was like, this is, I wouldn't have bought this. I wouldn't have bought this. There's, there's no belief in here. There's no certainty in here. Like it wasn't, it wasn't sharp. So what I did was I actually took a week without sales calls. I completely revamped everything that I said and I went back and I swung and I hit way more sales ever since I've used the same pitch after that. So that one no actually made me better able to sell people because I grew from it. Right. It, mm -hmm. And that's it. It's no yeah. opens new doors. If you, if you are in the mindset to see it that way. Yep. Right. I mean, if every, if everything you did in life, everybody just said, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, sure. You can have whatever you want. Like, like you don't learn and expand and grow from that. You don't yep. grow from yes. You grow from no. Um, I mean, it's when things are hard, it's no is hard. It's hard, especially when you care about what you're doing and you're actually trying to help people and you believe in what you're selling or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. It can be pretty difficult for people to say no to you um, right. and hear that, oh, we decided to go with somebody else. Or, you know, sometimes it can be commission. Sometimes it can be, you know, age. Sometimes like, you know, some people are, are very, very good at selling something, but then they don't necessarily back it up with the quality. Right. right. So they kind of get them on the hook, sign them in a contract and then they drop the ball. So, you know, uh, in real estate, it's a matter of, well, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, there's all, you're, de it's a, you're dealing with people. Everybody has different personalities, different wants, different needs. Um, ultimately, if somebody says no or decides to go with somebody else, the way I see it is, okay, well, what could I have done to translate my information better? Now, if they come back and say, oh, like we just went with somebody that uh, a family, a, fa a family member of ours knows. Well, you're right. not going to really get that business. I mean, it's that's right. a personal connection. It doesn't matter what you say. You, you know, like they already they're already personally involved with somebody else. Um, but right. you know, right. sometimes it just comes down to maybe you didn't translate or give a good understanding of, what you're, of how you're going to provide value, mm -hmm. right? Typically, if there if you can show that you provide value, um, people are going to utilize whatever it is that you know that you're trying to offer here. Not mainly right. for me, it's real estate. Why is it wise to use me to find to help you find a place or to sell a place for you? Right. I mean, like it, I go the extra mile. Right. Like yeah. whatever it is, like and I care about the person like I, it's not about I'm not chasing money here. I'm mm -hmm. it, 
my goal is to get to the finish line. If I'm starting a race, I want to get to the end of that race, right? right? If my client is trying to get to the end, like the closing, everybody's trying to get to closing, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to find creative solutions throughout the entire process. And people have to understand that you won't give up, right? You, and, and you got to have knowledge and experience. And I mean, there's a lot of different things, but ultimately if, if you find out what their wants and needs are and you can translate how you can, uh, you know, resolve and solve those problems for them to get right. them to their goal, they're, they're going to, you know, most likely they're going to go with you. Um, now, in my opinion, if you get to the commission talk, I command a certain commission rate, right? I command 6%. Like yep. that, that's what I command. I bring a lot to the table. I, I like, there's a lot that I do that goes into that. You know, you know yep. what I'm saying? So, but there are newer agents that will all day long undercut themselves and take things at 4%. Mm -hmm. Right now, depending on the property and the relationship, I give deals, but typically speaking, you know, a typical property, residential property, 6%. Some people, the first thing they ask you is, you know, what's your commission? What I know is now I need to make sure I translate to them before they tell me no. If I just start the conversation with, oh, it's 6%, they're going to say no and move on. Yeah. I say, before we talk commission, I need to figure out, number one, what are you selling? Like, you know, what are you trying to sell? Right. right. Uh, in New right. Hampshire, the sellers are the only ones that pay commission. Just, mm -hmm. I mean, you can charge buyers, but there's really no need to. Um, yeah. So, so the point is, is on the selling side, you know, my first thing is, okay, well, what is your property? What's your timeline? What are your needs? Right. Because right? if it's just based on commission, I can't help that person because they're just talking about money and there's way more to a transaction than that. So, right. but the point is, is I had to experience somebody saying no in that specific situation where I started out with, well, this is my commission rate. And then they mm -hmm. didn't really hear anything else after that. And they would just move on. You know, so, you know, and also that I think those types of clients are the type of people that, you know, uh, focus, they're focused on the wrong thing. Statue of right. limitations in New Hampshire is 21 years. So if you're focused on on undercutting, you know, a commission for somebody and you're not worried about protecting your legal, the legal liability of selling your home for the next 21 years. Well, that brand new agent that's going to take it at 4 percent might be your uh, your go to. But you might end up right. homeless uh, for a period of time or you might be right. getting sued. Pretty, pretty soon, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, sorry, I got, sorry, Instagram, ah, phone call came in to watch. No worries, man. Worry um, but the, the point is, is if you go into something a lot, especially this may, I guess I'd say this for newer agents or maybe experienced agents, if you still get nervous going into to meet with new clients or make phone calls and stuff is don't be afraid of somebody telling you no, because <laughs> that's going to set the tone for the entire conversation. It's going to set your mentality, you know, your, your mentality um, just out of the gate. You know, if you're not afraid of people telling you no, um, it just changes your entire mindset going into that conversation or that phone call or the appointment right. when you're physically going there. Yeah. So, you know, if that this is essentially the first part of um, the discussion on don't you know, don't be afraid of people telling you no. It's an opportunity to see how you can get better. You know, like Tosh, like you were saying, like you realize that the way, you know, that no happened to you, you thought it felt great. You thought you were connected. You thought it was going to be basically a shoe in. Yeah. And then when you said no, it made you recalibrate and go back and revise everything mm -hmm. that you were doing because you realized, well, I guess now I see why. Right. Yeah. 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 So, the energy kind of faded. Right. And that's so that's so that's super important. And I think another thing, too, is that's really cool 
that I think a lot of a lot more people should believe is that things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. Uh, you know, not necessarily. I don't necessarily believe in fate, but I do believe that things happen for a reason. I believe that I was supposed to be at the bar the night that I met my wife. I believe that I was supposed to, you know, be meet my original bodybuilding coach who actually taught me that mindset was the thing that was going to change my life. And then it did, right? Like there's, there's so many things that I believe happen for a reason. And sometimes even to give another example, I'll give, I, I always give the example of the rock, but he's such a classic example. There's so many ways that you can use him as an example, right? Like him getting cut from the CFL was the no he needed to become the rock that we see today. Michael Jordan needed the no in, in, in middle school. That was the no he needed to become Michael Jordan. Right. You, Everyone has that no that actually opens other doors. If you look right? at the majority of these, whether it's billionaires or high performing sports athletes or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Tom Brady or Elon Musk. Yeah. They were, they have chi- like chips on their shoulders and blah, blah, blah. Like they were told they couldn't do these things. They were told they're impossible mm-hmm. by, you know, by right. like the people that are, you know, it's, it, Oftentimes we kind of we're, we're kind of blinded by assumptions. We right. assume that these people made it easily and that they don't work hard and that they didn't go through many no's. Like you have to get no told to you and mm-hmm. then get a fire in your belly to continue to push through to really make it to the next level, whatever it is. I mean, it can be a small level or some grandiose level, right? Like mm-hmm. often what I'm finding over and over and over again, as I, you know, hear and read and see different things on different, um, you know, um, people that have made it in their industries in different areas. Um, at one point, they, they were told by somebody something, you know, something like that. Taj, for example, I think it was last week or week before. And at one point we talked about it, we had this elementary school teacher that told you basically you were dumb and that you were never going to do anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on them. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I was always told beggars can't be choosers. I grew up poor and. Blah 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 blah, and that'll never um, that'll never happen again. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's just there's a lot of power in that if you look at it a certain way and you fight through the struggle and make it through. Not right. everybody can make it through. Not everybody's strong. There's a lot of weak people in this world, and then they become victims and they blame others and blah blah blah. There's a right. lot of power in no. Now on the flip side, there's a lot of power in saying no as well. No, being being okay with telling no to other people. Now there's a way to do it. Um, but you know, if, if it's like scheduled a meeting or somebody, you know, as soon as I became a business owner, everybody wants my time, you know, Mm -hmm. they, I'm a direct, I'm a broker. So I'm a direct link to all my agents. So every lender or title company, they try to go right to me so that they can set up a meeting with my entire company to get all these agents in one little scoop. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, you got to protect your time. If I said yes to every single person that called me, emailed me, or tried to walk in the door, I wouldn't have time to do anything. So, you know, you got to be able to say no, you know, um, and that, that can be with relationships. That's got, that can be with, you know, staying up late or whatever it is. Like you've got to be able to use the power of no to your advantage in both aspects. So, you know, I think that one's more easily understood in, you know, uh, talked, I think more talked about broadly. So. Yeah, for sure. And, and the other thing too, is it's saying no to, I'm going to bring it, I'm going to bring it up again. Dopamine saying no to things that can distract you from your vision, yeah. right? 
And this is something that is a repeat occurrence in my own life. And I'll give you guys examples. Again, I like giving examples on here because stories are what really creates impact, right? Um, you know, at the beginning of this year, uh, I basically, well, not even the beginning of this year, I think midway through last year, I stopped drinking entirely, stopped drinking entirely because I was like, this just isn't who I am. It's not what I want to do. Right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went out with my wife. We were enjoying ourselves and stuff like that. And we, we were drinking and having a good time. Right. But the next day I felt like crap. <laughs> the next day I felt like crap. Right. Nothing bad happened. It was a fun night. It wasn't not, not, nothing. You know, nothing went wrong. Right. But still, I felt like crap. And so now it's like, hey, man, I, I'm saying no again to like everybody. You know, the, the people that we went out with the, those, you know, that in Dominican a few weeks ago. They're like, they always go out. They're going out every night, every weekend, right? I'm like, man, I'm not going out until at least January <laughs> for, for my birthday, if that. And right. if not, then after my next show, which is next fall. Right. Like right. I say no, like I say no more than I say yes to most things, honestly. Because there's power in that. There's power in that, right? Sure. The reason why Paul says yes to doing a show like this is because he sees the long-term value in it, the long-term value that he can provide. Right. If he didn't even say no to it. Right. Is that is that not accurate? That's accurate. But I, you know, but exactly. I also enjoy, you know, learning and spreading knowledge and, and right. you know, everything that kind of comes with this. So uh, yeah. and uh, I like what you're doing. So I'm going to support it. You know. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. I love it. Well, guys, this has been the power of no. Paul, is there anything that you want to say in closing or have we covered most of most things? I, I think we covered most things. Just yeah. um, this is I guess what I'd say is it, this is your life, right? Yeah. Take, take action and, and saying no is a part of that, right? Yeah. And, you know, this is your time. It's not anybody else's. There's no excuse. Yeah. Um, you know, go get it. You know? Last thing I'll say, I'll leave you guys on this. No doesn't always mean never. Okay. Yeah. If you've got, if you have a potential lead or a prospect or someone, even in real estate, if someone wants to sell their home, no now doesn't mean no in six months. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. Now doesn't mean no in a month, right? It's 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 the case for sales as it is for real estate as as it is for anything. No doesn't always mean never. So don't get don't get discouraged. Plus, there's billions of people on this planet that you can sell to, and that want to buy stuff to buy stuff from you. <laughs> so when you realize that, it makes one or two deals not seem so bad. Awesome, guys. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening in. If you're listening to this on the podcast right now, make sure you leave a good review on Apple or Spotify. If you're watching this live on the Facebook, then leave us a like, hit thumbs up on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it is. Or if you're watching the replay on my Facebook page or Instagram or whatever, then definitely smash that like button. It helps support the, the channel. It helps support the podcast and let us know that you guys are enjoying the content. All right, and if you want to find Paul Ritsuna, he is at Paul underscore the broker on Instagram. If you want to look him yeah. up, right? Yeah, or just my name on Facebook. Yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Have an amazing weekend. Stay productive. Stay frosty. We'll see you guys soon. See you later.